Praise the Lord. So um, we're going to continue with some politic talk, <laughs> critiques, but I want to first talk about China. You know, I, not just China. We're going to talk about China, but I, I think we should remember always to pray for those in other countries who are persecuted. Because, you know, um, if you're not there and it's not happening to you or your family, it doesn't, you don't feel it. You don't, it doesn't, it's just like you can, see, we're so desensitized by what's, by violence. And, and you can see violence on TV, but um, unless it's happening in your family or to you, it, it, it doesn't have that same effect. But anyway, in China, 
They're banning teachers from mentioning God or prayer, and they're starting to crack down and controlling education materials, expanding their list of banned topics. Um, they listen to what the teachers, they monitor what the teachers say. In schools and in universities, they're observed in their classrooms by authorities. Can you imagine a nation that does not want any part of God? And they're watching for reactionary thoughts or improper remarks, and they want to make sure that students are not taught democracy, are not taught religion, are not exposed to any criticism of the regime. Schools in China are government-controlled and therefore communist in ideology. So if a teacher who uh, is caught saying something improper, then they're punished. So you know what happens when a person prays, when they, I'm talking about to the living God, not to some idol, when a person humbles themselves before the Lord and the Lord hears them, there is a freedom that an individual has. There's a spiritual awakening. There's, there's a communication between that individual and the Lord, and they become free, and they recognize that there is a higher power, and that the power of the Lord is the highest. And China does not want the people to feel like there's anything above the government, but they know God is above all, and they don't want that sense of feeling like there is someone else that you have to give an answer to. They want to be the ultimate authority. And they can't be. And they won't be able, they might kill a majority of uh, other people's faith, but there's always that remnant. There's always someone who trusts in the Lord. Now, they were teaching, there was a, a, an English teacher who was um, teaching a class on Jane Eyre. And she was criticized for mentioning God and prayer during the course of that talking about Jane Eyre, which is a classic uh, but it's a, it's a Western uh, classic, and, and so I don't know how she can get around it. She might have to try and select material that's not so Western in origin, but still somehow subtly get the message across that God is. And then last year it was reported that a primary school in the central province of Henan screened a propaganda video in which Jesus' followers were depicted as big, scary monsters. After the presentation was complete, a teacher warned that Christian relatives might cast spells on the children. And you know, if you're a young child and you hear that, you're taught. Right, and you will probably more than likely believe it, but then there'll be just that, that one. And then there's another article here that was sent to me about China, how it seizes children from Christian parents and threatens to send their kids to re-education camps. They not only threatened us normal adult, normal church members, but they threatened our children. Some of our members have adopted children and they were forcibly sent back to the original family. Um, and, and then Biden said we should learn more. We should, we should incorporate more uh, of their, their culture, their ideology. No, we need to stand 
on the word. And you see they ain't incorporating ours. They're ready to kill you. They're ready to separate you from your parents. They don't want children learning about God. They don't want you saying nothing about God. But here we want, oh, we want you to come in and, and just, uh, if you serve uh, no God, that's fine. If you serve Buddha, that's fine. Come on in. But them same people, if you go in their country, they will kill you over there. Right. And I'm wondering, I know they have problems with the uh, Tibetan monks, they have a problem with, the, with them as well because they reckon, even though it's, a, it's not God, it, it's, it's not the living God, but they recognize a, an authority that's higher than the government and therefore they have conflicts with them. And then there's this other article. These all came from the Christian Post. A month after partially demolishing a church structure in China's Fujian province, dozens of security guards and officials came back to bulldoze the homes in the residential compound where the church once stood. So guards and officials from the local ethnic and religious bureau stormed the church building uh, for further demolition of Christian homes. Can you imagine your home being demolished because you're a Christian? Right. While breaking into a Christian home, the officials didn't show any papers of authorization for their action. How, how do you think you would feel here in the United States if somebody busted in and didn't show proof that, or have a warrant or well, announce who they were? Well, they do that all the time. Look at the no-knock law. So uh, they have this mentality uh, whereby they feel, if you're godless, now, then you don't have a, a fear. You don't have... It's saying you don't have a conscience whereby you feel like you have to answer to someone for your indiscretions. You just don't. So you don't have compassion. You don't have empathy. You don't sympathize with, with people. It's loveless. And that's why the Lord, when he says, especially when it reaches the church, the love of many is going to wax cold. You, you, you don't feel for a person who is lacking or in need. You just don't have it. It's just not there. Now, here in the United States, we have founded our country based upon the Bible, whether or not the people want to admit it or not. We have founded the United States based upon the word of God. And if we cling to the word, if we cling to the Lord, if we don't forsake the word, God will bless us. But can you imagine embracing a nation that is godless? It's, that's silly. Mm -hmm. So we have to always remember to pray for those in other countries, yes. godless nations, and thank God that you are in the country that you are in for the freedom that you have. Right. And practice uh, your religion. Practice. Uh, that's right, because you can't run. I, I know some people say, well, if, if Trump wins... And these are these are people, black people. I'm going to get a passport and I'm leaving the country to go where? That's that's so crazy. Where, where are you running to? Sin is sin, no matter where you go. People mm -hmm. rebel against the word of God, no matter where you go. They're talking about police brutality. They're gonna they're gonna flee the country because of the police. And I'm saying, so what are you gonna do? Go to a country where you have tribal wars? <laughs> what are you gonna do then? You know, I said, you, you have to make a stand in the Lord. You can't make a stand based upon politics, based, based upon uh, man-made standards. You have to take a stand in the Lord, and you have to trust God to take care of you. When the Lord says that he will hide you under the shadow of his wing, that's exactly what he means. 
Well, moving on. So the LGBTQ community needs Biden to pack the Supreme Court <laughs> if he takes office. <laughs> now, uh, you know, we heard that on the debates. vice presidential debates, you know, that they intend to pack the Supreme Court when he takes office. So um, I know that the LGBTQ community is for Biden. <laughs> Um, if we don't, the consequences for the LGBTQ community and our entire nation will incalculably be devastating, well. says this article. All of our rights, marriage, adoption, access to health care, and more could be gone, even if a president... Biden tries to pass legislation to protect and support us. It could easily face challenges in the judiciary and get overturned by the right-wing SCOTUS majority. So um, they're all for Biden. And then I got this article, and I don't know, I'm, I've got mixed feelings about it. You know, someone sent this to me, and it's about Pastor John Hagee, and, and I know some people that listen to him, and they like him. <laughs> you know, they, he's got a different style. But I guess back, back in Hurricane Katrina time, Pastor Hagee said that Hurricane Katrina was God's punishment for a gay pride parade held in New Orleans and called same-sex marriage to disturbed people playing house. Well, this article isn't about that. It's about the fact that he contracted COVID-19. And I don't know, it doesn't say, well, good for you, or that's why you got COVID-19. But it implies But I it. think it's yeah. implying that. Mm -hmm. Pastor Hagee has been diligent throughout this entire COVID pandemic to monitor his health. And recently, he was informed by his doctors that he did test positive. And he's saying it was, one, discovered very early. Number two, his medical team has him under watchful care. And three, he's feeling well enough to be frustrated by anyone in a white coat with a stethoscope. Right. I mean... Uh, Sounds like I, Trump, too. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And they can't say that that's karma. And I this scare that they have. I'm not saying that COVID isn't real. What I'm saying is that the way they're going about trying to get people to panic, to me, is uncomfortable. That's crazy, you know. And I'm thinking they talk about how many people have contracted, maybe say the actual disease, or and they don't talk about the people that recover because there are a lot of people who survive it and recover. They don't talk about that. It's like they intentionally try to create a type of a fear, and then they try to blame this all on one man. They try to blame it on on Trump as if he's God and somehow he has control over the epidemic. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, moving on. So someone sent me this article. It came from the LGBTQ Nation Again. website. Okay. And it says that the best part of Marvel's New Mutants, huh? there's a new oh, Lord. program, okay. is the lesbian power couple. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Boone, director of the latest X-Men superhero spin-off, The New Mutants, 
highlighted the film same-sex relationship between two young superheroes. Uh, that gets so old. You know. The relationship will mark the second explicit same-sex relationship to be shown in a Marvel film. Uh, it, it really, truly gets old. We just don't have good writers or talent or people with good imaginations who can produce a decent sound script with a decent storyline. It's like, that's history. Anyway, so here's another article from the Christian Post. Kentucky School agrees. They agree to stop presenting prayers at graduation ceremonies after they received a complaint. A school district in Kentucky um, stopped presenting prayers at its graduation ceremonies following a complaint from the Freedom From Religious Foundation, which is a prominent atheist group advocating for a strict separation of church and state. So if they... You know, when I hear this, I think about that um, commercial that Biden has, and he makes reference to... Um, he makes reference to a scripture. Reference to a to the what the Pope had and said. Pope, don't and when he said, a, um, "Don't be afraid" or something like but that. But it's but it's in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Be not afraid. Be, right. So I'm surprised that they didn't catch. Now but that they, I'm they probably it, know so little about the scriptures. They probably don't know it's a. And now that from I'm the Bible. saying it, uh, well, he described. I mean, he kind of introduced it like it's said by the Pope, and it's from scripture. And, you know, but now that I've said it, I, you know, maybe this atheist group will complain about well, it. Well, maybe. Let them. But, uh, I mean, it, they have the right to complain. But if a Christian complains now says, you've taken prayer out of the graduation ceremony and say they're part of a large Christian movement, will they put prayer back into the ceremony? See, I, I, I think that this is ludicrous. And I think a parent... A believing parents should get up and lead a prayer because they did that one time at one of these uh, schools, one of their programs, and they weren't allowed from the podium to say anything. And one of the students got up and led the audience. So maybe that will be how they would handle it. They might not put it officially on the program or on the agenda, but maybe someone in the audience will stand and up and lead them. And this is, what, this is what kicked it off. The beginning of the ceremony featured an invocation where a graduating senior at Pikeville High School thanked God for the experiences we have had through this distinguished school and the teachers, coaches, and staff and have put in count, who have put in countless hours to provide us with resources necessary to become successful. He also expressed hope that God would continue to walk with us along our future endeavors and watch over as we continue this journey called life. So the um, Freedom From Religious Foundation specifically took issue with the students' phrase, phrase, use of phrases, Heavenly Father, and in your Son's name we pray. Well... They, they have a right to take exception to it, but the person has a right to refer to God and pray in the name of Jesus. Good grief. Right. They, we have a right to stand on what this nation was founded upon, which is the word of God. To me, that's, that's an obligation, and it should be a love behind that obligation, where you love the Lord enough 
not to take down to all these non-believers. About halfway through the ceremony, the salutatorian gave an address thanking his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as he reflected on his high school experience. He urged his fellow graduates to make the Word of God a priority in your life as we leave high school and head off into the workforce, military, or higher education. As I have grown in my relationship with Jesus Christ, I have found that I am unable to walk through this life alone and find true success, happiness, or peace, he added. For the next few years will likely be one of the most crucial parts of our life as we head from into the front lines of the war on maintaining Christian faith. And also, I believe, too, Teddy Roosevelt said, in God we trust, and that's the United States motto. So they should have said, in God we trust, that is our motto. Ain't nothing you can do to stop us trusting in God. Right, or saying that we trust in the Lord. You know, I remember when we were, uh, we had a boss that came and happened to be atheist. People stopped saying, Merry Christmas, because they didn't believe, because the boss didn't believe in God and made it known that they didn't believe in God. And so people were afraid to make reference to anything that was remotely connected to the Lord. And so I said, Merry Christmas. And it got real quiet. And then finally I spoke up and said, well, just because they don't believe doesn't mean that I don't believe. I believe. And so they have the right not to say Merry Christmas. They could say Happy Holidays all they want. I said, that's still Holy Days. You know, that still means happy holy days. So I'm saying, I told them Merry Christmas. And I, I guess they started, you know, referring to the proper name instead of being so generic. But I even heard that in the White House for years until Trump, Trump came back in say, office. Right. People were afraid to say Merry Christmas. Trump can't say Merry Christmas. Right. <laughs> All right, moving on. Another Christian Post article, and this one is too funny. This is just too funny. Many young people, it says, are leaving the church today because Christianity has become too judgmental and alienating for them, said lifelong Methodist and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. Huh. Clinton made the comment while interviewing social justice advocate and pastor Barber of Greenleaf Christian Church in Goldsboro, North Carolina, in a podcast. And during the podcast, she argued that Black Lives Matter is a theological statement. Hmm. The church in America, she suggested, needs to take a hard look at itself and try to figure out how it can be a real partner in this moment of moral awakening. Jesus and justice are the same thing, Clinton argued, but there is a concerted effort by one political party to basically try to own Christianity, and it overlooks the role of the African-American church. You know, to say that Jesus and justice are the same thing seems to me to be so obvious. I mean, how can you be a Bible-reading person, a church-attending person, and not understand how profoundly true that simple phrase really is, Clinton said to Barbara before asking him how, as a veteran pastor and activist, he is trying to open up people's minds and hearts to understand what Christianity should mean and what should be expected of us 
who claim to be followers of Jesus. Barber explained that people need to first admit from at least Western culture and American culture that genocide of First Nations people and the enslavement of African Americans along with the exclusion of oppress, oppression of women affected and infected theology in a bad way. One of my professors said to be a Christian is to be born again. Sprinkle whatever you call it and claim and to claim the Holy Spirit is to have a quarrel with the world's system of injustice. And if, you, what, and if whatever you claim you have doesn't produce a quarrel with injustice, then your claim of it being the Spirit with a big S is suspect, Barber said. If you can get involved in politics, that's, that's fine. But you cannot substitute politics for salvation. You cannot tell an individual somehow if they don't have a political agenda having to do with injustice that their salvation is at risk. No, you teach faith and you tell them that they have to trust in the Lord. And when the Lord makes them a new creature, when, when the Lord saves them, rescues them from their sins, their prayers, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much, of a righteous man availeth much. And when they go before God and pray, the Lord will move on behalf of his people. What they can't understand is that flesh, when you're in your flesh and you're carnal-minded, it compels you to want to take matters into your own hands. It compels you to want to do things your way. You don't see God's vision. You just see what you want to see. And that's what the, where the danger is. You're not teaching faith, and you don't want to walk by faith because you want to walk by sight. That's why we have all this injustice anyway, because we're not leaning and trusting in the Lord. If we will lean and trust in the Lord and live by his commandments, then you wouldn't have no injustice. Right. Well, Governor Cuomo is threatening to close churches in New York. Andrew Cuomo threatened to shut down churches and synagogues in the New York City if they don't agree to follow the rules regarding social distancing. They burned their masks. And mask. <laughs> right. Someone told me that there was a near riot from the, by the Jewish people because of what he was saying. He's overstepping his bounds. And now if you're talking about a separation of church and state now. <laughs> That's they, it right, right there. If they're so serious about it, how, you, how are you going to dictate how a person performs their uh, reverence to the Lord. How are you going to say this is what you do in order to worship or praise your God? So Como listed his requirements for churches, adding, if we're going to keep religious institutions open, it can only be with two conditions. One, the community must agree, whether it's the Jewish community or whether we're talking about black churches or whether we're talking about the Roman Catholic churches, the religious community has to agree to the rules and they have to agree that they are going to follow the rules. And they have to agree that they are going to be a full partner in the enforcement of the rules. I say I agree as long as I know what the rules are and if they don't conflict with our faith in the Lord. The second condition for keeping institutions, religious institutions open required strict enforcement of social distancing rules and capacity limits. If the rule is no more than 50%, 
of the people in a black church. I want someone at the door when 50% entered the church. A person Why is there it, this black said, church I don't stuff? Know. This is and this white saying. church and, and Spanish and, church. And, well, I mean, you know, how are they? Why, why isn't it just churches? For, for a country that want to end racism, we still talking about race. The black church, right. the white church. What in the world? Well, anyway, we'll continue talking next week. Yes, praise the Lord and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Now, ain't God all right? God is, God all, is right. all right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was... The Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and said, Ask what I shall give thee. So what did Solomon ask for? Not what he received, but what did he ask for? And the answer is an understanding heart to judge the people. The answer can be found in 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9, which reads, Therefore, give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad, for who is able to judge this by so great a people. This week's food for thought is, which is the first commandment with a promise? And... What is the promise? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.